Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Chernobyl, episode 1, 12345. Bingo. No, there are no letters in there. Never mind. I am Mr. Sal, high school science teacher who's watching Chernobyl for the first time. Somehow it took me four years to come around to watching this series, even though it's the Chernobyl disaster is part of my curriculum that I teach. <laughs> and I'm here with a former student of mine who may have heard me talk about Chernobyl before. Uh, he's also watching this for the first time. I'm here with Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Hi, I'm learning how to spell better through this series. Like... I before this I did not know how to spell Chernobyl like confidently. Maybe I could have sounded it out, but now I'm pretty confident in my spelling on Chernobyl. So that that's a positive. I'm so glad to hear that because I'm you know also what? Learning a lot of Russian names oh, or Ukrainian, boy. Eastern European names. Well, they they were Russian at the time. Well, so because that that was the Soviet names, Union, yeah. yeah. So I guess yeah, I guess not Russian specifically, but yeah. Yeah. But there you go. But but you know what, Kurt. We will be rewarded for what we do here today. This is our moment to shine. Yeah. Let's cut the wires. Let's cut the wires. Blockade the city. Let's cut the wires and check the ratings. Ratings. As per tradition on Showhoppers, we have to guess each other's ratings. So on a scale from 1 to 10, I believe that you, I think you, we have to remember, yes, this is a pilot. And yes, you usually discount pilot episodes. But this is 20% of the series we've already watched, right? So there's only there are only five episodes here. Uh I think I will say this. Yeah. IMDb lists its entire runtime. <laughs> go to it. <laughs> all all five episodes. All five together. episodes together. Yeah. yeah, that's really funny. It's like four fifty five or something. Yeah. So okay. So this is a pilot, and you usually aren't big on pilots. This is one of the more confusing character pilots I've ever seen. Uh, very difficult to keep characters straight, uh, but also. It's based on actual events, which you've presumably had at least a little bit of background knowledge in. It's uh, lots, lots of tension, high action. Um, I, th I think you loved most of it, but really had trouble keeping characters straight. And so you probably discount it for that. So I'll say you gave it a nine out of 10. Okay. I think this is up because it's, it's, action quote-unquote but not really action-y right there, there's a big mm -hmm. drama here i think you're a man who loves radiation <laughs> you think boy do cool? i okay i remember when you taught me nuclear chemistry mm -hmm. <laughs> even though I, actually did you <laughs> I, I did yeah yeah, yeah. AP, okay. yeah but i think you're a person that loves nuclear chemistry right just the idea of um taking like an atom and ripping it apart i think that's something that really excites you so that alone the sto you didn't even care about the story. Just every time they talked about the core, you went, ooh. <laughs> and then they talked about, like, you know, the, the current radiation levels. So you're like, ooh, bigger number. <laughs> That's good. So I think that alone sold you and gave you a 10. Okay. Well, I, I'll tell you, uh, I part of me watching this – well, I'll just tell you my rating first. Yes, I gave it a 10. Wow. <laughs> I, yes. I, I will tell you this, though. I actually watched this twice. Uh, oh, the first God. time I watched it, 
took me like three hours to watch one hour of of episode just i was like looking up characters and trying to figure and oh, actors tell because, me about it i mean i thought legasov and uh fomin were the same person <laughs> so like i had to figure all that out and and both of you just... to assume i know all their names that well no yeah i'm I, sorry I, I do know those, no i do know those two i do know okay those. okay he's the administrator and legasov's the first guy we see yeah. right so i and i thought they were the same person uh, but it, it was it was a lot of that. And so th- that got a little frustrating for me watching it the first time through. I still really loved it. Watching it the second time through, I just, I, what a fantastic episode this is. What a fantastic series. I think this was going to be based on this first episode. Uh, I, it was exciting to me to hear so many of the concepts that I teach in chemistry class on display on screen. I wonder how many people, like, got kind of i don't think they overwhelmed us with uh, the the technical aspects of the reactor but they were used so they the were throwing around terms like control rods and yeah. graphite which i i was like oh yeah control rods oh yeah graphite you know I, but I, iodine I wondered, pills the iodine pills i was a little i don't know what that is <laughs> I, I i mean i i have an idea but but that one I, we'll talk about that <laughs> but they were looking metal Licking metal. What are you saying? They were about? tasting metal. So I oh, 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 licking I, metal, right? I, I <laughs> yeah. But so there's a there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, the the water and the graphite and the control rods and the core and the like. It, it was it was really cool to hear it all kind of laid out like that. Uh, I I hope it didn't lose too many people in that. I don't think it's really important that you understand the technical aspects of it. I'm going to try to explain some of it anyway yeah sure. but educate them but don't but, tell them you're educating but, them. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it was but it was really really cool to see i but the other thing is folks generationally speaking i remember chernobyl I, I was young i was only seven when it happened but i remember it happening it was a really big deal it was terrifying uh and, and so even though it was happening you know, very far away. It, it was happening at the height of the Cold War. Like every everybody was terrified of Russia and of the, of the Soviet Union, I should say. Everybody was terrified, and then this thing happened in it, and it was mind blowing, and and it was awful. And we kind of lived in fear already of nuclear disaster. Not this kind, though. So, uh, in some ways, it kind of brought a little bit of. American sympathy toward Russia because what they were going through, I uh, really, it, it was unprecedented. So yeah, all that like innocent people that were just yeah, harmed. so many, so many. Um, in fact, I did some reading afterwards, and most of the casualties were people like the first responders, the firefighters who were going in, just going up to a nuclear reactor that had exploded, touching the core. Yeah, I mean, so. It's similar to 9-11. I mean, a lot of people died in the towers, but a lot of the first mm-hmm. responders got cancer from all yeah. the, you know, the building debris and whatnot. I mean, it was dangerous. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also have frequently shown a documentary, which is also an HBO uh, documentary called Chernobyl Heart, which is about a heart condition that people had. I mean, we're talking 20 years after Chernobyl happened. Uh, people, children were being born with this heart condition. It was basically a hole in their heart. Uh, and it, th- they go into some of the orphanages uh, in the area around Chernobyl and just like, the, the birth defects 
are so sad. Um, I mean, you're seeing kids with their, their brain external from their head. It's covered in skin, but it's, it's like a, it's like a growth yeah. on their head. Uh, you know, you're, you're seeing kids who have, you know, basically like just little tiny feet protruding from their pelvis and that's, that's it. Yeah, it, it's it's really sad, and it's the the radiation levels were so high and so elevated for decades. They still are, I think, um, relatively high compared to what they should be uh, in the area around it. You know, the the sarcophagus that was built to contain it, which I'm sure we'll probably we'll get I'm to. Curious. Yeah, yeah, um, like that had to be rebuilt, like mm -hmm. within the Very last big decade. Yeah, huge, yeah. yeah. So I think I don't know if I, I might be wrong when I say this. I think at the time it was the biggest rolling structure ever. It might sure. have been. I'm not sure, but it, it, it caveats to that. But it it is it is really it's an impressive and, and Nova did a documentary on that. It was mm -hmm. amazing. Anyway, um, I could gush about this stuff all day, but the, it like seeing it played out this way, seeing the like this what essentially looked like you know two second sunburns. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the, the guy with the no who picked who picked up the graphite in his gloved hand, mm -hmm. and then it was just like burning him. Oh my god! It reminds me how scary radiation is. It it's is. Like, I I mean, you, know, you teach it, you know, somewhat. Yeah. And I, I've learned it. And I always think about radiation like it's nothing I can ever really conceptualize in terms. Like I can't. I've never seen it. Right. Right. And I'll never really will see it. I can only ever really experience I mean, it, maybe, or detect I mean, it. You, you are seeing it. Like light is radiation. I, yeah, radiation. But... I get that. But I mean, I mean this all like the ionizing radiation. The ionizing radiation yeah. that like you know damages my DNA. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see it or like no yeah. touching the graphite through your hand and then you know. mm -hmm. or when the the one person is holding the door and then touching the door for so long they get yep. you know starts bleeding from the hip yeah. that was touching the door. Yeah, yeah. it's. It, it, really amazing portrayal of all of all this yeah. stuff and then and it, it also not lost in this you know chaos this this high tension setting are like moments of character that are really spectacular and we'll talk more about that later but really really cool stuff I love this episode what did you give it i'm sorry I I knew that the I knew that the chemistry you, you liked that. So yeah. just, every time they said it like a unit, you were you were excited about that, and I think you were also excited. Um, what what's the radiation unit that we, we normally use? I, I haven't heard of the one they were saying. Uh, Rontgens is is what they were talking about. Yeah, like um, Geiger counter. Yeah, what's the, yeah. What's the, <laughs> it's a good question. I can't remember. Off of it. I it's um, killing me because I I've heard it like. At least a f like more than a full times. I can't remember off the top of my head what you. I, I didn't even try looking it up. But hmm. uh, Be Becquerels, Becquerels. Is it Becquerel? Becquerels? I have yeah. heard of. So I, yeah, uh, there are also are right. are Curies as well. Curies I've also heard of. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But Becquerels is the is the more common one, I think. But anyway, so I didn't even hear about this unit. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I had not heard of this unit before either. Do you know what normal Runken level is? No. Like 0 0.03. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually bad. <laughs> 3.6. Not, not 3. horrifying. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 3.6. Not horrifying. At <laughs> <laughs> the very end. Like a loss is like, it's actually wait a pretty severe. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Join the committee. No. So, yeah, I, I knew that the uh, chemistry 
That's all you needed. You didn't care about the characters. <laughs> you might say you did, but I know you didn't. So, <laughs> okay. Here's how I felt. When I first was watching it, it took me so long to get through the first 15 minutes. And I was getting very frustrated, actually. And I uh-huh. worked out and I went, I'm giving this a six. <laughs> this is all, all these characters. This is this is actual hell <laughs> dealing with this. <laughs> so what I did was I went, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm not I'm not doing any notes now. I'm just gonna watch it and then I'll mm-hmm. go back and do notes, maybe. We'll see, right? Just so I can mm-hmm. I can see. Mm-hmm. Then I went, you know what? I'm sure a lot of these people might die. <laughs> so we'll just we'll just see. Maybe because I mean it's known for being, you know. No, let's see here. So I watched through it, and I went, "Wow, actually, this is not bad." <laughs> Still was a hassle with the names. Yeah, it um, is. What I'll say is, I think the second half is way better than the first half. Okay. Uh, there's, I, I I like what you do with the time stuff, mm-hmm. like the introduction scenes are really cool, and I like, I love how like especially early on, it's just like we go back to two hours and a minute prior and then like in the first 20 minutes of the episode is like actual 20 minutes in there almost like it's you're just going bit by bit mm-hmm. by bit going around mm-hmm. and that was cool although i think the second half is way better so i i i landed on an eight or a nine i said an eight mm-hmm. talk me up to a nine maybe i'm willing yeah. for that but right now it's a stand to give it an eight okay uh, and i think that's fair honestly i it's it was difficult like it, the the names and the fact that they're all wearing the same outfit that's what yeah i know like, oh my it, and yeah. half of them have mustaches <laughs> like half of them are older men with mustaches yeah for younger like blonde men <laughs> yeah so it's, it was it really was difficult and was and uh even the opening scene like the opening scene is disorienting i guess i guess you can pretty easily figure out what it what is going on in that opening scene? I like um, the opening scene a lot. Yeah, I, I did not think it was disorienting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, in listening to Craig Mazin talk about it afterwards, he said it was really important that they show their hero, the hero of the story that they're telling, that he's going to die, like mm-hmm. right, right off, right up front, because you don't want to end it that way. <laughs> so. Because okay, that was the alternative. It's a sad story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the alternative is it ends with a suicide. So. Um, Which is so, not necessarily a bad ending. Sad no, ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the suicide actually, there's a little bit of mystery about it. Um, not mystery so much. He did commit suicide, and he did hide tapes, and the tapes were discovered like two days after his suicide. Uh, but he may not have committed suicide you know exactly at the the two-year anniversary yeah. of the explosion so yeah. which was a really cool storytelling effect though because the, the i think the official date of his death is the day after the anniversary oh, okay so uh so it, it is likely that the anniversary had contributed to him deciding weighed on his heart yeah. yes but it, it's not necessarily fact but it, it is it is a very cool storytelling element that he does it at you know one twenty three forty five. I I was I've so I, I'm told it's pretty historically accurate. This yes, yeah. Now I'm not going to check up on any facts about this yep. because I don't know Chernobyl very well. Like mm-hmm. I do know, I mean, I know like the very high level of like you know nuclear reactor went at first. They didn't know how bad it was, and then a lot of you know it's caused a lot of long lasting damage, and then they mm-hmm. entombed it. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know 
much more than that, to be honest. I, I don't know anything about the people or politics Either. or trials or, exactly. or, or or public hearings or anything like that. And I don't want to know. I want yeah. to go all over the <laughs> yeah. series, and then maybe afterward I'll fact check it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did do a preliminary fact check, and the, the, from what I can tell, it is largely accurate. There's one completely fictional character who we haven't met yet, um, but and I'll I'll point that character out when we get there. But that uh, so I'm I'm glad I know that. And they actually put a little disclaimer in at the end that that character was totally fictional. But up to this point, this first episode they say is quite accurate, especially the first responders and like the the happenings within the power plant itself. Really? Uh, yeah. Is there anyone who is alive at that event that vouches for that? I'm really yes. Curious. Well, wow. the, well, it's based on records from people who were there. I get that, but I don't know if yeah. many of those people are still alive. Yeah, probably, so. probably at least maybe a few. You think? I don't know whether I, I don't know if whether they want to share. I mean, what? I mean, almost, almost, almost forty years later, but exposed to that much radiation. I'm pretty tough. Oof. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be quite uh, tough. If you put someone in their twenties firefighting that, Oof. and maybe they had a big like a lot of what would help me a lot of iodine, maybe. I, I guess probably <laughs> the iodine pills. Maybe I had some lead in my water. I don't know. So uh, it's regarding regarding the iodine thing, and this is the only thing I can think of. So iodine is a, a necessary mineral for human life but it specifically is required for the thyroid okay. so, oh and you get a lot of thyroid issues so there are there was a there are so many cases of thyroid cancer following the chernobyl disaster yeah. like i mean like thyroid cancer in that area just skyrocketed mm -hmm. so i imagine that it's got something to do with that but that makes sense i mean that i would say that's good deduction there all right okay Make good <laughs> we'll just roll with that we'll, we'll say that's fact okay sounds good to me <laughs> anyway hey let's take a guess at each other's favorite scenes all right so all right. i believe that i've already quoted your favorite scene the uh the what we do here to we'll be rewarded for what we do here today this is our moment to shine scene i think you love the the competing politics at play there with uh the the younger guy saying you know we got to evacuate everybody and the older guy saying no we trust the state the state says it's safe it's safe but we got to make yeah. sure that this doesn't get out and this misinformation doesn't travel so we're cutting the phone lines so yeah i, I think that's your favorite scene okay i think your favorite scene is when uh uh, is that is that the guy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember a Sisnikov. So Sisnikov's the one that the, um... the closest one I can come up with is Stinikov. Maybe is that who Sitnikov. you're talking about? I think it's Sitnikov. I think Sitnikov. Right. Sitnikov. Yeah, there was yeah, Sitnikov. A Sitnikov. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he he's the one that um kind of went to the two admins of the uh plant and okay. tried telling them what was really going on, but you know they kind of yelled at him and told him off, and he had to go and get a red face and come back and. I think I yelled at some more, but <laughs> I, I think I think him trying to tell them and them all basically gaslighting him. All three of them get when um right before um Diet Love. Diet Love like yeah. threw up. Yeah. The scene where he throws up, Dialotov yeah. throws up. 
That's what I think your favorite scene is. How did you know that? Oh, it's a knife. It's a knife. How how did you get that? Like, there's so there's so much (laughs) so much stuff you could have picked in this episode. Like the the opening scene, or the scene I guess for you, or the uh, the the um. You know why? Oh my god, the scene where it snows radioactive dust. Why? You you know why? Because your favorite scene. Also, my favorite scene. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Okay. Well, the. I love it. I, the, the gaslight, and I actually wrote here my, my favorite scene: the gaslighting. Like it's, it's really, and it's prevalent throughout the whole episode. It happens several times. Dial Love does it all the time, right? He, the, yeah, from oh the, yeah, from the, the beginning. first time we see Dial Love, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's gaslighting whoever. No, you're that's that's ridiculous. You didn't see what you you you're, you're, you're delusional not right you're now. delusional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah, but then when he gets the other two involved. Yeah, and, and they it's it, it's a thing like you actually see in people i mean like mm-hmm. this is something that people do is like you tell them something they want to hear and they they, they they know it's untrue right they know mm-hmm. they know what you're saying is not like true but they want it to be true so they yeah. accept it and then they go with it and now you're kind of a posse together mm-hmm. and we're flipping everyone down. like this is this is the new this is the new truth now exactly like this is I- lesser stakes but I think a lot of people have seen something like this similarly before. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and this is a, another thing. I read an interview with Craig Mazin about this. Um, not that scene specifically. About the scene I guessed for you. About the... the um... By the way, I did like this. So I'll tell you real quick. My favorite scene lineage went... Also, the turnaround for this episode is when Dialatov meets with the admins. I went, oh, that's yes. really good. I like yes. that. I went, I liked that. That's good. Yep. <laughs> and then I was kind of a little more feet. And then we got that other big meeting. I was like, yep. okay, now that's my favorite scene. I like this yep. one. <laughs> I got the gaslight. I like the yep. gaslight. Yeah, I totally agree. But yeah. But so, so Mason was talking about that meeting with all the admins, right? Mm-hmm. Or all the, the, the whatever, the, yeah, the, whatever committee. the committee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was talking about that meeting and he said, you know, nobody really knows that that meeting happened at all or if it did, what was said. But he said the two, the two things that he wanted to portray were the young versus old because these, the, like the older guy who, who gives the big speech at the end there would have probably known Lennon. Mm-hmm. Right, like it, yeah. th- these th- this this guy and these people in general are not that far removed from the Bolshevik Revolution. Yeah, no. Because when did Lenin die? Fifties? I have no idea. But anyway, the, the, died in power. The, so uh, he wanted to show <laughs> when is it? He died. He died when he was in his fifties. I forgot. Nineteen twenty-four. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, anyway, um, these. There were these two prevailing, or this this prevailing attitude of, you know, Soviet socialism is is the way it, it must be believed, like the blind faith in it, um, and he wanted to make sure that he portrayed that, but he also wanted to portray the idea that uh, alarmism was severely frowned upon by all in power, like if anybody spoke out like this guy. You know, we should, we got to evacuate the city or we have to, uh, the, or the reactor exploded. It's like, no, you're being alarmist. No, yeah, nothing was, is as bad as it, as, it, as you're, as anybody makes it out to be because the state will protect us. Like, so, so that was really cool. And it, and it comes across so much in the gaslighting. Like the, I saw 
graphite on the ground that the it was 200 runkins maxed out and, and they literally bullied this guy into looking yeah. into it yeah it's a, and then when we see him with his red face they're still yeah. like looking like it looks like a fennin fennin i forgot his name. fomin fomin yes fomin. yeah fomin looks like he's yelling at him well which is really cool too because fomin was getting bullied like, at first oh yeah at he, first, was trying to, he was trying yeah exactly he was he was like sitnikov and then yeah. now yes. now he's with them. And I, I wonder if we're going to see Sitnikov swap now. And I love this. I, it's so cool because it, it's like you just watch Fomin get bullied and he's like, well, who can I piss on now? Okay, this guy. <laughs> you know, it's 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 really it, it's really it, it's, I mean, that's universal. That's that's not just unique to Chernobyl. That that part of it is universal. That bullying begets bullying. Right. Yeah. Uh, so so that was that was really neat. But I mean, I don't know if neat is the right word, but it was it was really, uh, you know, it, it impacted me. So so that was that was amazing. Um, but then the this idea of no, you're being alarmist. No, you're being alarmist. No, we we, we don't we don't stand for alarmism here. Like, and then when you think about what could have, I mean, I don't know what they could have done, honestly, but how much could have been prevented if they had just acknowledged the warnings immediately, at least at minimum, the first responders wouldn't have been called in and the day, the day team wouldn't have been called in. So you at least could have spared those people, at least to some extent. And yeah, definitely. More people would, yeah. Citizens might not be out. I mean, it depends how much mm-hmm. of a fear yeah. they wanted across right. and, people. I guess right. But. And and the evacuation could have happened. Like if if you just acknowledge right away, yes, the reactor core exploded, and oh my god, we got to get people out of here. Then you don't bring those other people in, and you get people who can still be saved out, and so many lives could have been saved. Yeah, we don't we don't send the water boys down. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't keep sending endless people down. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. We need water through that core. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, so I'm I'm glad you loved that scene too, because that that was my favorite scene as well. I, I can't believe that this happened <laughs> like that. Wow. <laughs> That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes here on Show Hoppers, folks. We we've we've been doing this for. Uh, almost 300 episodes now. Actually, by the time, by the time this drops, it might be 300 episodes. And uh, we pretty much are on the same page at this point. Yeah, no. I... Mm-hmm. Anyhow, all right. Well, hey, Kurt, I think we'll enter the recap now. Okay, we are opening in 1988, Moscow, April 26th, which is the two-year anniversary of the Chernobyl disaster. And Dyatlov, I'm I'm mostly going to use one names for for most of these people. <laughs> and, That's fair, yeah. Some yeah. Of these first names, some of these last names. Yeah. So Dyatlov uh, appears as though he was in he was uh, in charge of uh, the. Uh, this, uh, the power plant at the time of this uh, disaster, but this, according to this guy Legasov, who oh. is recording some notes about the disaster, says Dyatlov was basically a scapegoat, and he's in prison, but he deserves death. But there were people who did far worse than what he did. Mm-hmm. 
So that I, I do love this the very first line that you hear is what is the danger of lies? It's not that we'll mistake them for the truth. The real danger is that if we hear enough lies, we won't recognize the truth at all. I mean, that's, that's a very big theme. In, in oh the yeah, yeah, episode, yeah. And I, I think we'll continue on. Yeah, it's it's such a great it's a great setup, and to, to the I presume the rest of the series. So it's really cool. But anyway, uh, Lagasov is recording uh, what he knows about Chernobyl, uh, and he's being watched as he drops the tapes and empties his garbage in the alley. And then he returns to his apartment and hangs himself. You didn't even talk about the most important part in that scene. The bloody tissue that he coughed no, into? No, no, no. The that cat's feeding the, of the cats? The cat. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's how sure. we identify him later. Yeah, yeah. First thing, right? That's right. You go. That's true. You're right. That's how we identify him later. That's true. <laughs> that that's a good, that's, it, it's a really good point because if, if not for that couch and that cat, I would not have recognized... Because I've so, seen so many people at that point. I know. I, I didn't know. I didn't know up from down. But yeah, so the cat, he does make sure the cat is well fed before. He seems expiring. like a good boy cat. Or yeah. cat whichever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, it turns out uh, in real life, like Asov was married with children. He did not live alone. So, Ooh, did he have a cat? Yeah. I don't know if he had a cat. <laughs> I, no I know. So, you didn't get the important part out of it. <laughs> My bad. All right. So, then we jumped to two years and one minute earlier. And now we're in Ukraine, and we see this uh, this couple. Uh, this is uh, Vasily, and I'm never going to get her name right. Ludmilla. I'm going to go with Ludmilla. Anyway, uh, we see them, and it, there's the explosion. We see the explosion through the window. It's very eerie. We see uh, Vasily get called in. He thinks it's uh, just, you know, tar the tarred roof burning because we hear the, we also get to hear the em the emergency calls. So Is this where we I skipped the... a scene, didn't I? What scene? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I did skip a scene because we, we get the outlaw first. So we see that we'll see that we do see the couple, the couple witnesses, the explosion. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. but then right after the explosion, we get to meet the outlaw. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants water. He wants lots of water. And there's no way the core exploded, so don't even worry about that. Yeah, that okay. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's in shock. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. It, Call the fire don't... brigade. It's just a simple it's... fire. Yeah, exactly. So, and then we get the emergency calls. One of one of those calls is going to call in Vasily uh, to this burning roof, which is all they think it is. Here, I'll say something, too. So, apparently, the core cannot explode. So they're under the belief that this RBMK style reactor can't explode. Yeah. And Dialtov goes into the uh, hallways right after this. Mm -hmm. He looks around and he sees the bits outside. Th that's important. Yeah. yeah. I, I should have mentioned that. Yeah. yeah that's see... very important. Cause, yeah. Cause my, my notes here is can the reactor explode? I think it's mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I put yes. yeah. and, and does he know it exploded? Yeah, so he sees those graphite bits, and those graphite bits play a huge graphite. By the way, folks, is uh, car. It's just pure carbon. It's pencil lead, basically. So it's, graphite itself is not dangerous, but what graphite is used for in nuclear reactors like this one is it's used in what are called control rods. Which you you hear that term throughout the episode too. We need to lower the control rods. Why aren't they lowering? Go down and lower the control rods yourself. Do it manually. Control rods. Um, absorb 
neutrons, which slows down the chain reaction of a nuclear reactor. Because the point of a nuclear fission reactor, which is what this is, is that you you can launch one neutron at the fuel, which is called uranium. You can launch one one neutron at it, and it'll split the uranium. And that split one split uranium will give off three neutrons. That then goes and splits three more uranium atoms. Each of those gives off three more neutrons. That'll each split three more uranium atoms. So you're up to nine now, right? Isn't that a the, bomb you're making there, Mr. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> well, that's it's the same idea, right? So it's it's nuclear <laughs> fission, just, just like yeah. a nuclear bomb is, right? Yeah. Nuclear bomb is not controlled. Yeah. A nuclear fission reactor is controlled. It's controlled by graphite control rods, which mm -hmm. absorb some of those neutrons so that you can keep the chain reaction going because you don't want to keep launching neutrons at it. You want it to run on its own, mm -hmm. but you don't want it to get out of control because it goes from one to three to nine to 27. Exponentially. And, yeah, it's exponential growth. So you got to have the carbon graphite control rods there to absorb some of these neutrons and slow the reaction down. So he's looking out the window here he's seeing the bits of graphite on the ground that i'm never gonna get his name right stanislav because <laughs> that close enough diatlov no oh the other guy sitnikov 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 the, yeah. the, the, the <laughs> uh is going to describe later i want i walked around the building i saw the graph i got, saw bits of graphite and diatlov says no you oh. didn't even though Dyatlov right here is looking down at those graphite mm -hmm. bits. Well, maybe that's when like broke a pencil or something. I mean, it's, he's pretty high up. I wouldn't be able to uh, identify what those are. <laughs> I thought they were like cinder blocks or something. But anyway, Still. so so there you have it. So, but that is a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. It's really important to note that Dyatlov has seen the graphite control piece rod bits, and they, and they made the note ground. that he was looking at it too. Yeah. It's not like you know. You made a whole scene about him looking at it. So I... Yes, exactly. All right. Anyway, uh, at this point, the staff tries to rescue each other. I don't know any of these people. There's a Victor in there somewhere. Um, yeah, the, the, I, I, some of their names, but whatever right now. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see as time Most of them are going to be dead before I the end so. of this episode. So, yeah. so. Uh, Anyway, the staff, they try to rescue each other, but two of them are vomiting. One of them, Victor, is like, virtually skinless, it seems. Anyway. Datlov control rods aren't working, and he still wants water. We need lots and lots of water. And the water, mm -hmm. by the way, is meant to be a cooling agent, so you don't get an overheating. Uh, well, I'm sorry. They're, they're, the main purpose of the water is that that nuclear reactor generates a lot of heat, and that heat boils the water, turns it into steam, and the steam turns a turbine. You always want to generate electricity, you always want to turn a turbine somehow, whether that's a hydroelectric power plant with water falling over kind of a water wheel, so that's a turning turbine that generates electricity. A windmill is sometimes called a wind turbine. Something's turning to generate electricity. And what, what you want in a nuclear power plant is for the heat generated by this nuclear reaction to, to, to boil the water, turn it into steam, and then the steam turns the turbine. So, Mr. so that, what would happen if I had a nuclear reaction but didn't do anything with the heat? Like it, uh, it really everything scared. else would get hot. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> so yeah. Now the other thing is that uh, in this case he wants lots of water to cool everything down. Mm -hmm. That's so uh, because everything else is getting hot here. He needs to cool it down, and that's where the water's why he's obsessed with getting water in there and flushing the thing out with water. 
All right. Okay. The fire brigade arrives to massive destruction and bits of graphite control rod that one of the guys picks up in his gloved hand. <laughs> now, at Dyatlov's orders, two guys try to get... Uh, to, I'm just calling them guys. I don't know what else to call them. That's fine, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at Dyatlov's orders, two guys try to get to the reactor and lower the control rods. <laughs> These are trainees, yeah. They yeah. That. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, they're carrying Victor... Or I'm sorry, the one carrying Victor. So yeah. This one, this one guy. I don't uh, know this he, person's name ever. I just called him uh, the nope. hero. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and the, there it says there is no more core, so um, there's nothing to go to. Uh, but they deny that, just like Dyatlov denied it, because the the denial is coming down from the top, and uh, they're they're gonna try to get in there anyway. Yeah. So he, this guy leaves the body and takes him to the core. Yep. So you remember that fireman who picked up the bit of graphite? control rod mm-hmm. well now his hand is virtually skinless and so, bat practically boiling so how does that work how does my skin go from from touching this thing to skinless without immediate pain from holding it i don't know i've never had it happen to me yeah, exactly <laughs> well, that's the scary part of radiation to me, yeah. right? is that is that i don't understand how i would feel to react to in time, I know, like, you know, it keeps you, oh, I taste metal, right? And I, mm-hmm. I think if radiation hits your eye, you can, like, it'll distort things in your vision and whatnot. You know, there's some other signs to it. Mm-hmm. But just something like that, that is legitimately really scary to me, right? It is, yeah. You hold something, it doesn't hurt while I'm doing it, but then I have a severe consequence. Yeah. I think but alone the... without the cancer. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Now they're like... <laughs> Yeah. So I think one of the things that I love about this episode is I, I love the idea of the, the red face, the sunburn, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the closest right. thing that we can use to describe this. Because sunburn comes from ultraviolet radiation, right? If you get Which, sunburns, yeah. If you get sunburns, sorry, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, being a, a white male from a, a heavily wintered climate. Uh, yes, I do get sunburns. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, I don't know what being male has to do with anything, but it, uh, being white and, and living in a place with not a lot of sunlight. When there's sunlight, look out. So, uh, and you can, if you're in direct sunlight, you can, you feel the heat, obviously. Oh, but, yeah. but, but if you're burning, you can kind of feel that, right? But that's just the ultraviolet light coming from the sun. That's, it's not the radiation and it's dangerous. Don't get me wrong. Ultraviolet light is dangerous and too much exposure to it can be cancer causing and so forth. Yeah. This is, imagine that but magnified like through a magnifying glass yeah right so and you don't uh, feel it immediately not immediately so yeah although i have to believe that stitnikov was feeling it when he looked into that reactor core yeah yeah probably his face turned red very quickly yeah yeah which is a cool shot by the way because it's all one shot shot. right it's Mm -hmm. it's uh, we haven't gotten there yet but he, he you see him look in and his face is fine and then turns around it's all red that's a pretty amazing shot i thought that was going to be the end of the episode i think that would have been a great end of the episode yeah anyway but there's good stuff that happens after that anyway let's move on so the two guys who uh were trying to get into their reactor room they do get into it they look right into the core (laughs) 
Everyone looks then, down into the core. You gotta look down. I, 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 I gotta look down. <laughs> you're that close. You see the wind tunnel you're dead. You're dead anyway. You may as well get the glimpse of it before you go. So <laughs> you're dead anyway. You are. I you, ain't you dead. No way, Mister Sal. I'm living. The, okay. Anyway, they look in there and then they run away and they leave the hero guy behind, <laughs> who is now bleeding from the hip that was contacting the door. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway. Ludmilla watches uh, as Chernobyl burns, and some neighbors want to take a take a better look. So they're gonna go over to the bridge. So I like this pillar, that's like cool looking pillar that's formed. It's almost like an Axis Mundi type thing. Oh, yes, yes, like a pillar that goes way into the sky. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the leftovers reference very there. Beautiful. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Very, yeah, very, very beautiful. And also, I guess Lost kind of has one. That's right. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. The, so... the, the symbolism in entertainment is usually a bridge between the physical world and the spiritual world, right? A lot of them are going to be seeing it. <laughs> I suppose. Especially if you're outside watching this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Dalov still denies that the core exploded, even after seeing one of the men who looked into it. Like they looked into it, they told him it exploded. He still doesn't believe it. He's delusional. He'll or be still fine. denying it. Yeah, take him. Yes, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, I've seen worse. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. He talks it away <laughs> yeah. like it's from the water. Yep. Yes, the, the, that's right. The water. Anyway, he orders the day shift called in. Oh jeez. Not, not out. In. Call them in early. Don't tell them to stay away. Bring them in. Then we get the one of the more confusing scenes to me, the maternity ward, uh, where uh, there's a view of the power plant, and one of the doctors wonders why no one's been brought in I, yet. Sorry. Oh, yeah. actually, I think why they showed the maternity ward is I think they're going to later show us, like, birth defects. Mm. And that, like, this nurse and our doctor are going to be part of seeing them. Like, no, nah, it could be, yeah. That's, that's why I thought this is setting up for it. Just, like, that could be. We'll see. That could be. Uh, fair, fair enough. Then this is where the, the one doctor talks about the iodine pills, and I'm assuming that's for thyroid treatments. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the bosses, we don't know who this guy is yet, but this is Bjorkanov? Yeah, it's, director. I was calling yeah. him the director, but yeah. They, yeah. yeah I noted it down. He, he gets the call, wakes up, goes, and he's going to go meet Fomin. If I'm uh, awake, Fomin's awake. That's right. <laughs> So Director Birkinov and Chief Engineer Fomin meet with Dyatlov in this, like, bunkered safe area that's been designed to withstand American nuclear bombs. And he tells them that the safety test ran into technical difficulties and that the hydrogen tank exploded, setting the roof on fire. And that's all that's happened, nothing to worry about. 3.6 Runkins per hour? That's not great. It's not horrifying. But... <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's, and then uh, Birkinov is very upset that he's going to have to call his higher ups, who are not going to be happy with this. Anyway. I, I also, I do want to note this because this is where Birkinov is. It mm-hmm. we saw it earlier trying to get the the good tool out of the safe. You're right. Yeah, yeah, stuff right, and yeah. he specifies it here. Like you did, you, they did use the good tool, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't no, not yet, right? He specifies it in the scene. Oh well, he said he says he says I want you. You're gonna 
we need decimeters in there. Decimeters yeah, are, the, are the devices right, that are measuring the radiation. Uh, I want regular checks of the, on the decimeter. Get the good one out of the safe. You're right. He doesn't yeah. that. You're right. He doesn't tell yeah. him. Make sure you do it with that. Because the you... one that they are using maxes out at 3.6. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which I guess so, you didn't comment on that either. When, right. when he was told the number, he just kind of cut the person off. Went, oh, perfect. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the way Birkenhoff says it, it's not good. It's not horrifying. But <laughs> uh, or is that Fomine? One of them says that anyway. Mm -hmm. It's not horrifying. So yeah. anyway, uh, I do love this next scene as well. The neighbors look on at the at the beauty of the explosion of the burning plant, but it's snowing. It looks like it's snowing, but it's not snow. It's radioactive oh, oh ash. God. It's like oh, it's like fallout. Oh my yeah, God. and they're and they're they're you know they're all the kids are Some kind of like playing, playing in it. it. Oh, it's it's heartbreaking, and it's it's so it's so uh, just uh, oh I don't God. know haunting. It's that's what it right. is. It's haunting. Man, I got so lucky. I guessed the ten for you on this. <laughs> I I completely missed the other aspect. I thought about it when I watched it, but I forgot about the other aspect as to why I gave it a ten. Sadness. No, not sad. <laughs> sadness. But for the bird at the end. The bird at the end. Yes, exactly. You see a bird crow. You see yeah. a life leaving its little eyes. Yes. <laughs> Folks, I'm not a monster, but I'm terrified of birds. So the only birds I like are the dead ones. Sorry. Or, or the ones on your plate. Those are fine. They're oh, dead. Sure. So, actually, yeah. yeah. You so, want to eat a live chicken? Nope. <laughs> Keep it away from me. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, I hope that doesn't offend too many people. But I am. I have a. I think very rational fear of birds. Most people tell me it's irrational. I think it's irrational. Yeah. <laughs> well, I disagree. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I have. I think you have an irrational lack of fear of birds. <laughs> Okay. Uh, a guy finds the door holder near death, mm -hmm. and it rains fire hose water on them. It's pretty cool. That's uh, the water. There's a lot of water in this episode. A lot of talk of water. We see a lot of water. You know, water uh, does usually in entertainment represent purification. But it's it is uh, interesting. This scene is pretty cool, where he gives the guy a cigarette, and then it it rains on them. But the rain is from the fire hoses. Now, Vasily, who's the firefighter, and the fire brigade are going up and they're going in because they've done all they can with the roof. Then he gets red face. Mm hmm. Red face. Uh, Sasha and Leonid, who we have been interacting with up to this point, but now I'm giving them names, so, uh, are going to turn the pump valves by hand. Oh, yeah, they go to do it because yeah. Boris doesn't want to. Yeah, he's exactly. not going down there. Nope. Uh, and the day crew is arriving, and they're still looking for the good decimeter. Uh, and this is where we finally meet uh, Sitnikov, mm -hmm. who is uh, on the day crew, and they ask him where the good decimeter is, and he says, "Oh, I'll just show you." So, so is Sitnikov? Um, oh my goodness, how are you? Dayla, day. How do you say that? Dietlov? Dietlov. Why do I, why why do I say an A in it? Is there an A? <laughs> there is D Y A oh, Dietlov. Dietlov. Yeah. Is he his counterpart on the day? Um, I don't think so. I think he's still under him. 
I wasn't sure just cause because he's meeting and stuff as well. Like, so, as if maybe he's been to them before. Well, well, he does. He's not oh. in the meeting with all the like the, the yeah the table well, pounding meeting. He's I I mentioned that just because he wasn't there for the event. Dialoff was that's why Dialoff was there over him. Uh maybe I so I know Fomin is the chief engineer, yeah. and they call Dialoff the deputy chief engineer. Oh, uh, okay. Well, now Sitnikov, I think, is an engineer, a nuclear engineer, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's a chief or deputy chief, but okay. I might be. I think Dyatlov is still his superior in some way. Right. Okay. Anyway, so he's going to go find the good disseminator now. Birkinov, uh briefs the executive committee. This is the scene that I guessed was your favorite scene. Uh, but no, 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 this is two hours later. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. So t- t- it takes some people time to gather these people. Anyway, <laughs> notifications have been sent all the way up to Mikhail Gorbachev. Are you, are you familiar with Gorbachev? Yeah, yeah no, Gorbachev. Okay. The, the last leader of the Soviet Union before it fell. Uh, everything is well under control, and this does not need to stop any government nuclear initiatives. <laughs> it's really important. We got to keep going with our nuclear stuff. Uh, there are two to four thousand military uh, units on their way, and there's this younger guy amongst them who thinks that uh, there is massive radiation, a massive leak. Uh, he's seen people vomiting, and he wants to evacuate the area. Ridiculous! But there's an older guy there who reminds them all to trust the state, seal off the city, no one out, cut the phone lines, no misinformation. We will he's all like, be rewarded for what we do here tonight. He's like Bass Reeves. Trust in the law. <laughs> just in the law. <laughs> Bass Reeves, Watchman reference, yeah. uh, which hopefully you just finished listening to our coverage of Watchmen. And by the way, this was this is now the third. Uh, it's a consecutive. It's not consecutive. It's close to it. HBO, uh, HBO uh, limited series that won the Emmy that we're covering. <laughs> we covered the White Lotus. We covered Watchmen, and now we're covering Chernobyl. So this one, the and, Emmy, and another Craig uh, Mason series. Mason. Yes, yes, Craig Mason. Uh, yes, we're also current concurrently right now covering The Last of Us. So, um, but this won the Emmy for limited series the year before Watchmen. Mm. So there you have it. At any rate, so the here uh, the, this is their moment to shine now. Right after this meeting adjourns with much table thumping, Stitnikov comes in and he meets with Dyatlov, Birkinov, and Fomin. Thank goodness Fomin's name does not end in OV. <laughs> anyway, uh, Stitnikov tells them the good, the, the good decimeter malfunctioned as soon as it was turned on. Done. But their next best decimeter, yeah, which maxes, maxes out at 200, maxed out. Faulty, Mr. Sal. (laughs) (laughs) And he sees uh, graphite control rod bits on the ground outside the building. He thinks that the core exploded. And the three higher-ups gaslight the crap out of him until the outlaw throws up and collapses after volunteering to go onto the roof and look down at the core. So, guess what, Stitnikov? You're doing it instead. Yeah. Well, mean bullies him into looking down. (laughs) (laughs) It, you know, it does hurt a little bit to see Fomin doing it, because I thought Fomin might have been 
like a, mm-hmm. a voice of reason in this group because he was what getting do you mean, bullied. Voice of reason. He is a voice of reason. What's wrong? That's true. Nothing's wrong. All fine. Core is mm-hmm. all fine. Water, water is going through the core. Mm-hmm. We got maybe three point six units over there. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Sasha and Leonid have made their way to the valves and they're wading through this pool of water to turn them. And Leonid is sobbing. I, it seems like he was sobbing in guilt. You know, he says, uh, Sasha keeps saying we did nothing wrong. Like, you know, I, I don't know if it's guilt about the reactor core exploding in the first place or guilt about the way it's been handled since. But there's a lot of guilt here. You know, I do love a good story of guilt. Anyway, Stitnikov looks into the core and turns around to reveal that red sunburned face. Mm-hmm. Not so sunburned. Core burn, I guess. Dyatlov sees the carnage around him, including Vasily collapsing as he is taken to a, an ambulance. Dyatlov uh, is also being taken to an ambulance. And Stitnikov gets berated by Fomin. Back at the hospital, uh, the doctor who was taking a nap in the uh, break room awakes to a parade of ambulances. Yeah, jeez. And then we finally get back to Legasov, who finally gets the call. He's on the committee to manage the accident. Congratulations, you're on it. Not to manage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, not to manage. No, no, no. You're there specifically for your knowledge about this type of nuclear reactor, and you're not going to speak unless you're asked specifically about its function. And yeah, not for policy at all. Nope. He's treated very disrespectfully. <laughs> yes, yes. And he also believes, you know, that 3.6 Rumpkins, that's, a, that's actually pretty significant. Anyway, you're not here for policy. Goodbye. <laughs> yes, and shouldn't we meet earlier? Nope, this is we're meeting it too. Sasha and Leonid are very sick, but they continue to turning those valves. And the last scene we get is this other chilling scene of all these oh children goodness. the next day going They're to school. Going about their day. Like nothing's going on. It's just a roof fire. And we see them walk past on the path. I was like, what is this camera angle doing? I don't understand. Like the, we see the, we floor, see the, Mr. We, we see the like the, the, the uh, overhead shot and it slowly gets lower and lower till all we see is the feet of the kids running along this path. And then once the feet are gone. This bird just falls out of the sky. Well, I also thought, could you see fallout on the floor as well? Like little specks of fallout? Oh, probably. I I actually don't, I don't, I didn't notice, but probably. I feel like I did. I know I noted that down, but. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Fallout on the ground. So there you have it. That is the episode. Well, Kurt, I think it's just about time we check the time. Oh, well, you look at that. It's TV time. Yeah. Ain't no time like a TV time. Folks, TV time, if you're unaware, is an app that you can use to track your television watching. So uh, once I watched episode one of Chernobyl, I put the check mark next to it uh, in the app, and it is going to keep track of where I am. Uh, and what to watch next. So it's telling me that the next things I need to watch are Chernobyl episode two, uh, Lost season six, episode one, (laughs) (laughs) and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, This is telling me where I left off uh, in my viewing. But uh, what's nice about it is you can uh, keep track of movies that I'm sorry, TV shows that aren't happening right now. So for example, we're very excited about 
covering the uh, new Damon Lindelof series, Mrs. Davis. And I know, according to my app, that it starts 84 days from the time of this recording. Now, that is much closer to the time that you're listening to this. <laughs> but uh, but it's exciting to me that we're inside of, uh, or this, we're getting closer to, to the start of that series. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it tells you when your favorite series are, co are coming back. So for example, I can see from here that Schmigadoon is coming back soon. Very excited about that. Didn't even know they were making a season two. I only know it because here it is on TV time. Fantastic. Anyway, uh, the other thing that you can do is when you tell it that you have watched an episode, you can give it a ranking, a rating on a scale from one to five. So you can get one stars, one star up to five stars. Now, I, of course, having given this episode a 10, gave it five stars. Kurt, having given it an eight, would have given it four stars, unless you have decided to go up to a nine. I'll, I'll think about that. Okay. Uh, but what do you think, Kurt, that the general population that uses the TV Time app rated this episode? So that's a very high, highly rated series. But my question is the first episode is, I think, the most subject to maybe people like, you know, they don't they don't hop on the bandwagons. They, they get the first one, oh, this is crappy, so overhyped, one star, on with it. But I, I think it's still got five. I think it's still five stars. Okay, well, seventy-four percent of the voters did give it a five, so you are correct. Percentage of one star, one percent. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So there are some. Less than I don't. Five. I don't know how many votes, but at any rate, okay. So uh, next, we can tell it how the episode made us feel. So you can say things like shocked or frustrated or sad or reflective. We don't really pay much attention to that. That's a, that's a lot of. Subjective. Oh, that's every, everything's subjective. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's there's there's too many. There are twelve. Yeah. There are twelve emotions that they list there, and that's too much for you to guess. At any rate, our favorite thing about TV time is that you can tell it your favorite character from the episode. So this is what I'm so curious about: is yeah, what characters are votable? Okay, so I'll I'll tell you all of the votable characters, some of whom you don't even know yet, but. Okay, so there's Ludmilla and Vas uh, and Vasily. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's uh, um, a lot of these have names that I don't recognize. That's fine if you want to okay. look. So there's there's but but there's there's Fomin and Bjurtnikov, right? There's Legasov and Dyatlov. There's uh, Sasha and Leonid. There's Boris, who we haven't met yet. Mikhail, who Clearly, it's Mikhail Gorbachev, who we haven't met yet. Somebody named Glukov, we haven't met yet. Uh, somebody named Ulana, we haven't met yet. I think that's everybody. So let me just say that who I would have voted for if he had been here, but he's not, is Sitnikov. Me too. That's what my vote was as well. Okay. Yeah. Sitnikov was my favorite. So uh, we also can take a guess. Well, at least Kurt can, because I can see the answers here. Kurt can take a guess at who he thinks got the highest percentage of the community vote. So we'll, we'll play that game in just a minute. While you're thinking of who you... Well, actually, I've already thought of... I already know who I'm voting for this side of Stitnikov. So if you want to take a guess at me, feel free while you think about yourself. Or the, if you All want right. to take a guess at the community, I, that's I, fine too. I think you voted... Like is off, and so did the community. Okay, and I think that you voted for what the heck's the guy's name? Uh, it's listed as Victor here, 
Birkinov, the guy who woke up. And if I'm up, phone yeah. ends up. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, and you were right about the community. The community said Legasov. Legasov is the, our, our opening character. Yeah. Who's like recording, recording the, the tapes. Okay. Yes. Now, I did not vote for him. Fair. Okay. Uh, I, I wanted to vote for Sitnikov because it's Me in my too. favorite scene. Yeah. So I voted for somebody else who's in my favorite scene and did Foamy? most of the gaslighting in this episode. I voted for Dyatlov. I also voted Dyatlov after that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Dyatlov, listen, he's arguing, I think he is actually the worst person <laughs> in this uh, episode. You could argue the old, you could argue some of the people, like the other administrators that were like. But he has more information. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's the one where if he, now maybe someone would have tried gaslighting him. Yeah, but and I he probably like, knows that. Yeah, <laughs> so. but he see like he's in a very prime position to have helped a lot of people mm-hmm. after it, and very early on, like they, I, I'm convinced he knows that there was graphite on the ground. Like they should have oh, yeah. seen. I think a hundred percent knows that what he's just going with that for his own like kind of career, right? He's mm-hmm. making it all that he'll be able to fall in line with the other people, and that you know. He, I, I, well, no, he turns into the scapegoat by the end of it, but yeah, hoping that won't be the case here. So, yeah, yeah I agree. So, I, I said him if I can't say, uh, Sitnikov, Sitnikov, yeah, yeah. So it's funny because we both went for like the person being gaslit in the scene first, but then since he wasn't available, we went for the gaslighter. So, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I interesting. Me, yeah. Let me say this about gaslighting, by the way, because when we started show hoppers, I didn't really know what gaslighting was. So, <laughs> This episode is a perfect example of gaslighting. Oh, yeah. It's like, if you need to explain what gaslighting is to someone, show them this episode. Yeah, say, say you want to see gaslighting? Look, look who I'm supporting sitting in a coffin this episode. And <laughs> yeah. keep, keep a good eye on Just, just pay attention to Dyatlov through the whole Dyatlov. thing. Yeah. Everything he says is gaslighting. The master gaslighter. <laughs> yeah, he is. So, and I'm interested, I'm really interested to see with him, with Dyatlov, now that he's sick, like super sick, like does he pivot on that gaslighting a bit, or is he going all in on it? So, judging, I I think well, it looks like he becomes a scapegoat. I think they all keep on the lie, and then as you see that the lie collapses, they all just kind of point fingers at Dyatlov, and yeah. then I think he'll accept that it was true, but he'll try to point fingers elsewhere, but mm-hmm. to no avail. Ah, uh, interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah, his house so, of cards is crumbling. Nah, it is. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page with a lot of that stuff. That's that's yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, so. like, yeah, I, 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 honestly, I'm surprised you gave it a ten. I didn't at I first. Did... I gave it a nine. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but well, I, it's only watching it a second time where I already knew everything. Yeah. <laughs> did I? Did I give it a ten? I, I don't think every element of this is like super great. But it might. I don't know how it's gonna build into. Obviously, like, are we see more of the firefighters and like no. Uh, Basile and his wife, I think so, because they're they're showing them so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they showed some of the other firefighters, but they really highlighted these two. So I think um, we'll definitely see more yeah. of them, but we'll see. But uh, I will tell you, the, the first time I watched it through, I said nine out of ten, but I wrote right next to my rating, but only because of the name and appearance confusion. That that was it. So once I knew, like, all right, I don't have to worry about the names of all these characters. So they're going to be dead by the end of the episode anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't have to worry about them. I can focus on these other characters that I know are going to continue after he, after this episode. 
it, yeah, it made it so much better. That's true. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. So yeah, ten, I, this was once I recognized that and rewatched is an easy ten out of ten. I, I love everything about it. It's so, it's so good. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to be watching this. Honestly, it's it's, an, it's a series that when it came out, I was like, I should check that out. That sounds like it'll be great. And I just never did, and I've and I've thought about it so many times. Why well, would say you didn't like real world events? I that that is true. I am a little averse to based on a true story. You hate spoilers, yeah. <laughs> you know what it is about based on a true story? It's not that I dislike like entertainment portrayals of things that are based on a true story. It's that people automatically assign them a high quality rating just because it's based on a true story. I hate that. <laughs> like if I say, so you I, hate people that watch things. Based uh, on true story. Well, I like, I, I can't say when I watch something that's based on a true story and I tell somebody I didn't like it and they're like, but it's based on a true story. Like that doesn't, that's not a reason for it being good. <laughs> Is it not? I, I think it can, like, I think it can add to it because I, I look at that piece of media. So I'll give you an example, right? I don't look at when I look at the Pirates of Caribbean, I don't want you to go, wow, that happened. That I can't believe that happened in this world, right? <laughs> but if I see something just, you know, based on a true story, I, I look at that, I go, wow, what, what, how crazy humanity. Like, you know, I, I do kind of reflect about, hey, in this case, I'm thinking about it with this episode. Like, wow, that really happened. Mm-hmm. So I, I disagree with you on that. I think saying something's based on a true story can make it better. Uh, I, I okay, agree that but, it, it doesn't make it de facto good. I agree. Yeah, it but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, you I, can't use it as an argument. Mm, that, I think you can, though. I think it does oh, make it better. I think it can make it better. You're one of those people. It, oh, no. I think Kurt. it can make it Wait. You're telling me it does not make this episode better than it was that it's a, based on a true event. It does not improve it at all. I'm not no, saying it I, always improves it. But I'm saying it can. No, th- and yeah, in this in this case, yes, it does. Yeah, so I'm saying that you can use it as an argument, and that's not always applicable, right? Like I can't always say every show is funny, but if the fact that it's based on a true story makes it better, I can go. Well, look, it's based on a true story that really adds to this story, does it not? Well, yeah, th- yes. It. In this case, it does, and usually, usually it adds to the story. The fact that something actually happens does make things more i think it's amazing i think like, i think it's a positive but it, listen but if it is still a bad story it's not going to make it good right like, like you it, can make a bad movie story. about things that actually happen exactly yeah so, yeah i'm not saying everything based on a true story is good but i do that, think it is a positive that can make it better that, okay? that's fine but that's not what that's not my gripe with with oh, okay. people who who make the argument my gripe is okay, that just because it's based on a true story does not mean it's good you can yeah, okay, make a yeah. bad yeah, movie I agree with that. Yeah. a bad tv series that's based on a true story so i think yeah i agree i think i think it makes something better normally but it yeah it can't make it won't make a turd like <laughs> the, the shine, that. shine up that turd all right it's like polish it's like polish based on a true story like polish you know what i mean i you know i honestly <laughs> honestly I, i'm i'm even having trouble buying that i guess i guess i buy the argument i don't know like that's how i feel that's my own personal feelings that it, it i it to me it's cool to self-reflect i shouldn't say self-reflect it's not about me but like mm-hmm. reflect on the history of humanity in whatever way it you know it was oh i can't believe that it happened or wow what a struggle like i don't know i, mm-hmm. I think it's yeah it adds to that that's all 
All right. Anyway, so, <laughs> your mileage may vary. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So, anyway, this this is this is great. I'm really enjoying the, the this first. I enjoyed this first episode. I'm excited to watch the second episode. I'm glad I'm finally doing it. it took me four years, but five years maybe even. Uh, but but it's exciting nonetheless. So, uh, unless you have anything else to add, Kurt, I'm going to start our call to action and sign off. Uh, I'm I'm also excited to keep watching it. I hope we don't get too many more new characters. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, oh, I know we're gonna get one or two. I know we're gonna. I know. I'm fine well, with getting more new. There characters. were four listed in TV time that we didn't meet in this episode. No, I'm one of them looking... is one of those. Mikhail Gorbachev. That one should be easy. Ooh, all right. Yeah, I'll <laughs> so, look for the the birthmark. Or exactly, exactly. So that one should be easy. Uh, one of them is played by Stellan Skarsgård, who's the only actor I really knew going into this series that <laughs> so he was not in this episode. Right. So uh, uh, one of them is the completely fictionalized character that I mentioned earlier, um, but that's played by a very well-known actor as well. I, and the other one I have no idea about. Yeah, so I've, I'm not posted to some more new characters, but I hope it's not a ton, ton. And I, yeah. I don't think we will. I don't think there's going to be nearly the chaos of this episode. Going oh forward. yeah. I, like I think this... we have a bunch of red shirts that are dressed in white. <laughs> walking around. Well, they, they turned red eventually. They did turn red. You're right. Their shirts weren't red, but <laughs> some of them were. So anyway, uh, anyway. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the, our coverage and that you stay with us throughout the rest of Chernobyl. Uh, we've got some exciting times happening in show hoppers right now. We're, we're, we're just later this week. You're going to get our coverage of the finale of the last of us. Wow. Can't believe it's over already. It was, it was a good one. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, once we finish uh, the last of us, we'll do a recap episode next week and then we'll get back to lost for a few weeks before we jump into Mrs. Davis. Very exciting. So it'll, it, this is exciting times, but you know what? We got a ton in our back catalog as well. So go back and check out our coverage of such great series as better call Saul, black mirror, Centaur world, Dexter, new blood, the leftovers, already mentioned lost only murders in the building ozark russian doll season one the white lotus we've already mentioned that and watchmen as well so we've got a lot of great stuff go back check it out give us some downloads some likes some shares uh some subscriptions we really appreciate all that stuff if you want to email us it's showhopperspodcast at gmail.com and folks a just world is a sane world but there's nothing sane about showhoppers. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.